It's one of those days where there's a ton of stuff going on. Good day. Lawyer Bill is here today at 730. If you want to ask him questions about the issues of your life that involve the need of an attorney, 878-9420. He will join us to discuss you, uh, what questions you have and the ongoing, the unfoldingness of uh, the aftermath of Tyree Nichols' death and the things that it has brought up. This would usually be, we would be at a point where the fatigue factor on this is um, in place. Everybody's you know, kind of tired of it. But what is being uncovered as this goes on is a really uh, deep and dark problem that nobody seemed to realize. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say that because there are two new stories today uh, about people who are um, brutally uh, handled and arrested at the hands of the same people in this Scorpion unit, which has now been disbanded. It's been a month now since all this has gone by, and a Memphis man who lives around Hickory Hill, where all of this went down with, with uh, Nichols, claims that, and he he is suing the city for $5 million. Uh, yeah. Actually, it is, well, it's, it's a, a, a federal lawsuit, which Bill can explain. This guy says he was slammed to the ground, uh, his head was busted open, he was punched, dragged, uh, for no particular reason. He was visiting his cousin at an apartment complex and things turned ugly. Specifics are not really uh, that pronounced. They were, um, they didn't, he had no idea why they were on him and threatening him and guns pulled going to shoot him and he didn't know why that's just one of them mm-hmm. then the other one that is in the news is a lady who tried to warn the MPD and officials involved uh, about this officer who and there is tape of it um, and she was at a Walgreens and didn't do anything and the police um came up to her for she was at one of those red box machines doing something and an officer came up up to her and asked her if she had heard any gunfire in the area and she says no but then this all spirals into um her being messed with and pushed around her shoulder was dislocated uh and this went from from nothing to something in a matter of minutes. So here are two more instances. Um, I assume that the thing involving this lady was the Scorpion Bunch too. Uh, and if not, that just shows you how how widespread these issues are. Well, it is she, it is because one of them she recognized when he was on uh, the news about okay. the Tyree case. Yeah. And so she filed a complaint with the MPD's internal, you know, they're, they're people that look into these things. Uh, and told them uh, who the officer was, like you just said, and didn't hear the results of their investigation until mm-hmm. last month. Yeah. So here are two more stories outside of the Nichols case, and there were seven more cops uh, brought to the table yesterday. So <clears throat> this is a really, not just one incident, and the one incident was extreme enough and now you got seven more cops involved, along with the five, six that have already been been fired. Uh, seven more, and then these two stories pop up yesterday. 
which shows you uh, the lack of leadership, the lack of something uh, egregiously wrong with the MPD. And it's all coming out now. And so we'll let Bill expound upon that when he joins us in a little bit. But it's it's really just ugly. Mm-hmm. And it Gosh. this you know by now one these things would have kind of faded from the news cycle, but they're they're just not not going to. <clears throat> the worst part of this is that it cast aspersions on good cops. Yeah, and there yeah. are good officers, but this is making this this entire force look extremely bad. And you wonder how much of this has to do with the current police chief or those that came before her. But it is a an ugly look. So that is part of today's uh, top news in the Mid-South. The Tiger basketball team won last night. Yay. Go Tigers. Go, um, go Tigers. Go. And yes, go so, Tigers, uh, go. Right. <laughs> that, yeah, 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 man. So that's uh, in the news. Good for them. Uh, they got they got four or five games left until the end of February, when we move into March Madness and the tournaments of all the conferences, and then on to the sixty-seven, whatever how many teams there are now. It's hard to keep up, but that is that is uh, on the way too. There are other things in the news involving into the entertainment world that are uh, very interesting and worthwhile, especially one that involves. One of the classic albums of all time in the rock world. Hmm. And um, what has transpired about this record that has been around since the early 70s, one of the biggest albums in rock history. Uh, That's interesting. On the news of uh, politic, which we don't usually dabble in, however, this one is worthy of note. Um, Joe Biden spoke night before last, his big address... And the numbers have come back about how many folks watched it Mm. and their approval of Mr. Biden's performance as the president for the past couple of years. 72% of Americans approved of the speech. Uh, That includes 43% of Republicans. If you watched any of it, you saw a man who was trying to tout what he has done. That's what they all do. Sure. Um, and some of that stuff is is a legit. Um, and then the idiocy of Marjorie Taylor Greene and some of the others, which played right into his hands as he made them look or her like fools. <laughs> as, a, a as, part of it. Uh, as, as her colleagues tried to calm her dumb ass down. It's just, uh, it's just ridiculous. But um, 27 million people watched this speech and they come away with three and four people approved of it, saw positivity in the actions. And that includes the Republicans who usually don't wish to support anybody mm-hmm. with a D by their name. Okay. I think this is a, 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 you know, watershed moment of, I mean, this is a, a, an interesting thing to watch um, as they head into his last two years and this debt, just just all the issues about policy that we're not, not going to get into. But it is a positive thing. I believe one of the strongest things that people find attractive about him is his ability, uh, like Ronald Reagan and whomever, to bring the two sides together and learn about compromise. 
They can disagree, like but they, it, yeah. but they can but they can do it without being ugly about it. This is why that the GOP is having a tough time because of people like her that are clowns and embarrass the entire party. And people that have been devoted to that party for years are drifting away because of garbage like this. Um, That, you know, there are decent common sense people on both sides of the aisle, but the extremeness of them and some Democrats uh, and some head shaking and some of the shots of the crowd were annoying as well. Uh, And it's just, it doesn't really matter. Um, what party they are? It's how they how they act, and so that was a mess. And something is playing in my ear from audio that I don't know what it is, and I can't find it. And it, mm. won't, be, it won't it won't be quiet. Okay, it, I was just going to say, stopped. I mean, it, it, that you don't have to like somebody to work with them and work no. things out. No. So, uh, Kevin anyway. McCarthy, I think, uh, presented a pretty uh, stable and a mature attitude toward this. He was trying to get her to shut up and sit down. <laughs> um, but but anyway, just the overall look at this from polling and the number of folks that watched it, because there are concerns about the economy, about Ukraine, about this, that, and the other. And there always will be these things. And uh, But I believe it shows a little bit of coming togetherness um, if, when you see things like this. So yeah. it's better to have some kind of agreement than it is to have endless discord over yes. things that have nothing to do with the issues. It's a, it's, 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 it's a clown show and it embarrasses the, the, the party members who have to deal with it. And she is an idiot. And this guy, George Santos is a, is a, just one, just, just one more freak uh, that is a problem. So it's just the huge, but it, it doesn't need to be like this. And it's going to cause, those that keep supporting some of these outstandingly ridiculous people, um, if they keep on with this, it's going to hurt uh, the parties involved. So who knows, man? It's, um, it is worth paying attention to. Uh, there are more stories about major changes at the Disney company. Bob Iger, who was the president, CEO of that operation, a few times and who left and who was brought back in to fix it because it was falling apart, made some major announcements about Disney and their future yesterday. So that's in the news. Zoom in the news as they fire a lot of people. Ah. Technology and communication, it's the same old story. When it gets too big, it begins to eat itself. And that's what's <laughs> happening now with all these layoffs and, and those being, 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 being fired. So, and there's another movie to go along with our past discussions this week and last of uh, these motion pictures coming out. We had Cocaine Bear last yeah. week. Then we had Winnie the Pooh, Honey and Blood yeah, yesterday. Yeah, Blood and Honey, whatever. <laughs> yes. And now we have another one. Um, so it's it's just it's just fun and games. Uh, but I'm going to uh, get into next about this story. Surprising story, one that will pique your interest about a classic album that has been remade. Uh, And it is, we're going to have to uh, look forward to this and just find out what is going on. So that's coming up. Bill Jones, Lawyer Bill, our friend is coming up. Questions for him, 878-9420. 
free advice from an attorney, an unusual thing in life. Drake Digital with Drake West and Sid in the morning. Hear all the shows at drakecallmemphis.com. Bill Jones, Ask Lawyer Bill Day, 7.30. The questions to ask him, uh, you can do the usual things like divorce and child support and wills and all of the things that lawyers do. If Bill can't answer it, he knows somebody who can. So uh, text right now, 8789420. He will join us to discuss the issues of the day and your issues. So that's 8789420 to have uh, Bill answer your lawyer issues for nothing. This story uh, is pretty interesting and will be a big deal in the music business. Roger Waters is one of the founders of Pink Floyd. And like in every band, not in every band, there's always difficulties among the creative processes and those that do them. And Waters has always been a renegade, a radical, and has just been, in general, difficult to work with. He left that band about 40 years ago. But he is very, um, he's very, what's the phrase? He, 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 he talks a lot. And Local. he's very confrontational. <laughs> and he talks about stuff that has no relation to music. And the issues he brings up are often questionable and so on. He's a pain in the ass. <laughs> Yet he has still done some fantastic work. As an artist, he has proven to be um, pretty deep and grounded and doesn't stop working or running his mouth. What he has done now is a bit of a shock. Dark Side of the Moon, one of the all-time top 10 rock albums, I would say. As far as sales, 50 million, something like that. Um, and I'm sure that it sells copies more and more every year as a new generation finds that music that was one of the most played albums in homes of hippies and 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 on the radio forever and still is and what he has done is a little bit of a surprise and he brought it up yesterday in some interview and now it's hit the internet and stories are everywhere he has re-recorded by himself with the help of a few other players, the entirety of Dark Side of the Moon Hmm. in an entirely different way. And he does not hold back when he says things like, um, where's this quote? Let's stop all this we stuff. I wrote the Dark Side of the Moon. This we crap is wrong. Of course, we were a band. There were four of us. We all contributed. But it's my project, and I wrote it, so blah. (laughs) <laughs> like okay. I said, the guy's a dick. Um, <laughs> 12 years A old. talented dick, but a dick. <laughs> yeah. So what they have reported here, <clears throat> and may have, I guess they heard some of the recordings he has been doing. He um, has gone back and taken the song Breathe. It is reimagined as a slow acoustic track. The song Money, which all of us are tired of, has developed a country tinge, a bit like Johnny Cash, it says here. Uh, The tracks in between that were instrumental and were keyboardish and and were spacey and cosmic now has him vocalizing over them uh, with On the Run, 
one of the tunes, receiving a spoken word poem that reads, It was a revelation, almost Patmosian, whatever that means, a fight with evil is what it is. In this case, an apparently all-powerful hooded and cloaked figure. It brooked no rebuttal is the end of the lyric on that one. So he, I can't wait to hear this, and I imagine it will cause quite a stir among those who have heard this album in one form or the other. Well, just in the one form. Yeah. For 50 years, and now it's he has redone it. I think it's 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 a gutsy move. Oh, God, yeah. Um, is it sacrilege to mess with that record? It would be like going back to, to Layla or to Zeppelin II and redoing it as a country-tinged, more spoken word album. It's just weird. But no one's going to know until they hear it. Well, I'm um, interested. Yeah, everybody will be. Yeah. Um, and it, 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 but it does speak to his selfishness yeah. and his ego when he says, let's get, get rid of, of all this we stuff. <laughs> well, I wrote it. crap. So there is no eat we. One. <laughs> Go eat a baby. So the yeah, guys, he, this guy is a wanker, man. But let's see how he pulls this off. And, it, and, and if he did this just to piss them off, which is my guess. Yeah. There's no there's there's no release date. There's nothing much more about it than those two tracks. Uh, but how will time sound? How will Great Gig in the Sky sound? Uh, which I love that song. It, which and is which is beautiful, yeah. And that woman's so, voice, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he has redone <clears throat> and we'll find out. No release date has been mentioned because it's still being worked on. That but that's that's a pretty big um proclamation there from Mr. Waters who yeah, pretty lives feet, to be yeah. a contrarian. So that's that's where we are with that. Uh, <laughs> lawyer bills coming up eight seven eight nine four two zero. Get those texts in now, and they will be um, here for Bill to answer and to offer you help and advice in just a few moments. Drake Digital with Drake West and Sid in the morning and the afternoon. Hear all the shows at drakehallmemphis.com. All right, it is Ask Lawyer Bill Thursday. He joins us. From the Jones Law Firm on Thursdays, plus his new podcasts, which will be once a week at least um, as things develop in various parts of the law and crime and uh, the issues that um, are in the news in our faces every day, along with the things we can help you with as far as legalities that you have questions about. Bill Jones can help you do that, and he will be busy... um, uh, on his podcasting and all that stuff. How are you, sir? I'm I'm doing great. So we've got um I've got some things lined up. I've got a a judge that I really respect. She's uh she's agreed to come on the show uh, and and speak with me. And then we had actually a listener send me a Facebook uh, request to look at a local story about an officer and a guy getting pulled over down in South Haven. We've yeah, got it's that, a trip. We, we we've got that scheduled and coming up, so we're we're trying to load up some things that, you know, it's not just me saying, "Hey, come in and use my service." It's actually right. trying to be a service for the community and, and inform folks around here. So, That's I appreciate the I appreciate the chance to do it. It's been a blast uh, getting to cut my teeth like that. It's been fun. Good, and you'll be paying for it, believe me. Uh, but <laughs> um, no, I it's a it is a an excellent service. How many times do you ever hear a judge 
uh, answer questions from a lawyer on a podcast? Uh, I would think very little. Uh, but what do they have to lose? Uh, I, I don't know how far they can go as to how what their thought processes are. But well, we're going to see. Just to discuss just the law, I think, would be yeah. um, a pretty good thing to hear. All right, let's begin with, um, you know, I had mentioned earlier that when we have these high-profile incidents in Memphis or across the country that involve uh, police and and beatings and bad scenes and death and things that have gone on, they're in the news cycle and then they cycle out after a few weeks and you wait for the next you know, you know mess to start and then you have that one for a bit and things cycle out. Uh, Tyree Nichols, that event is over a month old, but it continues to produce new stories, new storylines that make your eyes pop and you go, what in the world? And they have opened up a, a can of worms here that is going deeper than the five cops that were that were involved first. Now it's six, and now it's seven more officers involved in this, which is, uh, uh, you just wonder how far and how far back this goes and where the blame should be laid. Or is it even important about, about, about the blame? There are two stories today, one of which I mentioned earlier, well, two actually, uh, about a guy who was uh, was uh, beaten up, uh, gashed his head open. He was punched and such. It was the Scorpion unit involved. He is suing the city of Memphis, a federal lawsuit for $5 million. Um, so uh, that's one. The other one is a lady who was at Walgreens at a red box machine getting some movies or something. And um, she gets somehow pulled into a bad scene that began innocently and escalates into her having her ass kicked around. It's really getting uglier. Um, that's a bunch there to dump on you at once, but begin with the first guy who is suing for $5 million. What do you know about that one? Well, so uh, on all this, just bef before we get into to that, and, and in this whole matter, what you're seeing you know, cliches are cliches because they've been proven time and time again. Right. Well, th this is like an onion that, that that now that we're into it, the more we peel, the more it's going to stink. This is one of those things where we're going to see, unfortunately, how the sausage is made. And and that's generally an ugly thing to get behind. And in this case, we see um, this guy is suing. It's it's. Probably a 1983 claim. So that is. Oh, really? That, that well, that's federal law where you're saying that your civil rights have been violated um, by a government entity. Okay. So in this case, this gentleman's alleging that um, the Shelby County government or the Memphis government has infringed upon his civil rights. In '83. No, no, that's just the the code. So the oh, code oh, oh, section okay. is 1983. We call them, we call them a 1983 case. Okay. Okay. Hmm. okay. So it, it it is just a case that says you can you can sue for civil rights violation against the state. So you got to understand each, just like there are different attorneys. So I'm I'm a family law and estate planning attorney. There are criminal attorneys like my friend Toby that we had on for the right. uh, for the podcast. 
There are tax attorneys. Uh, there, are, there are personal injury attorneys. There's all different kinds. Well, the same way, there are different courts. There's a probate court that deals with when people die, a chancery court that deals with divorce, circuit case that, uh, that's going to deal with, like, uh, contracts. And all that is at the state level. Well, if, if the state doesn't have jurisdiction over it, then probably the federal government does. The federal government looks at cases where the United States is a party, um, basically where there's a violation of the Constitution, uh, like copyrights and patents, and then if you're if it's people from different states are arguing over something, it would be a federal case. And, so and why this, is this this one a federal case? This is a federal case because that statute that 1983 says that if your civil rights are being infringed upon by a government act- actor, that you'll have access to the uh, the federal courts. Which gains you what? Well, the federal courts are really, they truly are a well-oiled machine. Um, I have cases that get constantly continued um, in, in the state level. The federal courts churn through. There are guidelines. They're a lot stricter with their continuances. Their rules are a lot more succinct and narrow um, because the cases that they hear are more narrow. So it, it's, it's a different animal. Um, because it makes a government entity potentially liable. I mean, you think about it. If I sued the city of Memphis in a Memphis court, I'm, I'm probably not going to win because the judge is a member of the community, so on and so forth. So if I sue the city of Memphis, I'm going to do that in a federal court mm-hmm. where a federal judge who, who's appointed for life and doesn't care about Memphis politics is going to hear the case. Understood. Okay. Now, what are the chances that if somebody like this gentleman, who's 22 years old, Monterius uh, Harris is his name, does this open up the door for others who have been abused by police, allegedly, and they see money and they see uh, this possibility uh, to bring up a case and do a similar lawsuit? Because well, the this thing has opened up a, up, up a, a can of worms that doesn't seem to stop squirming. Yeah, I mean, the look, the um, the door's already open. Um, folks have, have, have had the potential to sign it. What, what you're seeing now is attorneys are more likely to listen to folks. I mean, we, we've all heard it, unfortunately, when somebody comes into an attorney and and says my rights were violated, and nine out of ten times, they weren't. Uh, nine out of ten times, they were doing something stupid. Um, uh, you know, they were driving under the influence. They they did have something wrong. I mean, how many dumbass of the day segments did you do over the years where somebody got pulled over with a bag of coke just because they didn't have their tail lights on or something right. like that? Right. Um, so I mean, the the door. The door is already open, but what you've got is attorneys who are keyed in, who smell money, and who are actually listening to victims right now saying, there is some corruption, maybe you're one of those, maybe you do have a case. So I think you will see something, but as with any investigation, I think the further that we look into it, I mean, it's already gone from, initially it was five officers fired. Then it was five fired and charged with murder and 
two suspended. Now you're up to like nine people are getting fired and charges could be against more. The more this investigation goes, the uglier this thing's going to get, unfortunately. That was Mm -hmm. my point. Uh, They fired five, then they fired six. The seventh one was never named as far as I know. And then this week, seven more were brought up. Now, uh, if you look at that tape, and here's the question I have. I watched that tape, and I I counted at one point from, from that camera view, 10 officers walking around uh, as this young man laid there and died. One of them was an EMT. So how did they determine that these other seven were involved and should be drug into this and perhaps either fired or at least punished in some fashion? How did that unfurl itself? It, it, look, it's, it's the national the national news and media have keyed in on this case. The victim's parents were at the State of the Union address. I mean, oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. the eyes of the world are here, and and this is just going to be a reckoning for the Memphis Police Department, anybody that was on there. I, I'm Unfortunately, I think just about everybody on that tape or on that video eventually is going to have uh, some something to answer for. Now, criminal charges, I don't know that we're going to see a lot more criminal charges. Um m- Perhaps some of the individuals on the four, you know, it was it was relayed yesterday that I think it was Officer Haley or former Officer Haley was uh, taking pictures and sending that to individuals, some of whom were officers. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think those officers Bragging. are probably going to have to to answer some questions. Um, well, and there's also the situation where they completely lied on their statements. They contradict each other uh, and the video confirms that it was all uh, entirely made up that can't play well in their favor what are the odds that this goes to first degree murder not second on some of these guys so i don't think it's going to go to first degree on on anybody right now and and you would lose that okay the reason they have not been charged with first degree is because right now based upon what we see I don't think you'd get a conviction that this was premeditated and planned out right now. I, I don't think we've got enough evidence to, to see that. So if you charge them with this was a setup, they sat down the night before, had a plan, uh, then that's it first degree. It appears that way. Well, it then that would, that, way. that would be first degree. But you've you got to think about it. You want, you want justice for this family. If you go for that and you can't prove that, mm-hmm. these guys walk. And, and if these guys walk, then the city of Memphis will burn to the ground. But isn't uh, there enough evidence on those videos to substantiate the concept that this guy was stopped for no reason? He was never asked to show his license, insurance, and so on. He was, they opened the door and began to beat his ass. Well, they, they, uh, it, that's not premeditation. I, well, the news broke yesterday that. Uh, this one officer that was taking the picture and texting it sent it to a female acquaintance. Mm-hmm. Um, if if it pans out that the rumors we've all heard for weeks are true, I think that guy may his charge may be escalated up to first degree. If we can show yeah. there was a relationship between that individual and Mr. Nichols, I, I think you'll see a first degree charge. 
it really does kind of boggle the mind that these these officers did not give any thought to the fact that they're always on camera. There are cameras everywhere and that you just can't get away with this kind of stuff. And it led to the death of this, 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 this man. And now all the tangents that bounce off of the main issue are what is causing all the talk. Uh, to, just to revert back to the lady that was at, at a Walgreens and ended up, uh, this whole thing began innocently and then turned into a really bad scene. Uh, so she contacted the DA. They took this to Internal Affairs, and it was never heard of and heard from again. Uh, the cop involved quit before he could be disciplined. And um, they may have to look back at this case and drag it out in the midst of all this other stuff. Uh, but she was never uh, she, she never got any answer uh, on anything from the DA's office, which would be during Amy Weirich's term. Uh, but Mulroy, the current guy, says he may have to open this case and look again. So there really is no answer. That really isn't a question. It's a statement as to how many things have come up based around what went went down with. With Tyree Nichols. Well, you, what you said, the only thing I'll comment on that is say you mentioned that um, this cop quit before anything could be done. Yesterday, what we got an insight into the case was we saw the decertification uh, of, of them losing their, their yeah, ability that. to be officers. Why that's important is a lot of times this 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 is what happens. An, an attorney. A, a police officer messes up, they get caught red-handed, um, and they're fired. Well, if they're not decertified, if they quit in time and don't face any, any consequences, they get can... get a job in Horn Lake. Yeah, or yeah. or in Jackson, or w yeah. with a different department. If you're in Memphis, you could go to Shelby. Um, so it's a, it is a permanent smackdown from ever being a cop again. That's right. It's what these guys have, but... In that other case, it sounds like this this officer uh, quit and fled, so he could he could not be decertified. So I'm sure that they'll open that up and look at that, and probably some little caseworker that was pushing the paper around is going to lose their job. I would think. This is lawyer Bill Day eight seven eight nine four two zero for your questions regarding uh, any of this stuff, and uh, more importantly, perhaps your own issues eight seven eight nine four two zero. Have you ever? Um, this is a pretty general question. There have been incidents over the past two or three years in Baltimore and uh, George Floyd and up in Louisville and cases that are similar to this. Did any of those cases break up and extend into other areas like this one is doing more and more every day? Or were they pretty cut and dried? You know, I, I think that I think in all of these cases, so we're local, right? The the national media even isn't isn't covering this case as much daily anymore. But because we're local, we're watching the drama of this unfold and the little threads come together. When it the the rest of the nation isn't going to be aware of any of these comings right. or goings until trial. Uh, when if and when a trial on this happens with these officers, all these details will come out. All these. Uh, 
all these things that we're alluding to and that we think we know will hear confirmed if, if and when there is a trial. I thought that they were going to be in front of a judge this week, but I haven't heard a word about that. Yeah, so and that's that an be... arraignment. That's an oh, arraignment. Okay. You, you come in and you, so they, they've got their bond set. An arraignment is just you come in and say, I'm guilty or I'm not guilty. From what I understand, everybody's pleading not guilty. And what uh, is to be gained for them by pleading not guilty? Which they're well, obviously guilty. It, it, it allows you to have a defense. I mean, that that's the great thing about about the system and it's the the horrible thing about the system and something like this where where you're going hey they're obviously guilty well they obviously are according to the tape but they haven't been proven they haven't been found guilty in the court and, yeah. and in the united states as asinine as it sounds we yeah. are supposed to to assume that they are innocent until they've been proven guilty what what we've seen with the invention of social media and the 24-hour news cycle is that they're convicted in the media until they prove themselves innocent. And that's why you see the outrage from the public. How could you defend this guy? How could you do mm -hmm. this? Yes. How, how could, how, why are they, would they plead not guilty? Well, because in their mind, they're, they have the ability to take, um, to take protection under our Constitution and say they are still innocent until they've been proven guilty. It's it's a hard concept to wrap your head around mm -hmm. um, when well, you see such that, yeah. evidence like that on, on camera. Yeah. 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 They've already been, you know, named guilty by the public and for good reason. But it still doesn't change the fact that the law is the law. And thus far, they are innocent un un until proven. Do the same two attorneys rep all five of these dudes? No, uh, each 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 of these guys has their own attorney because if if you if you tried to protect them all or uh, represent them all, you're going to get into a conflict. We've yeah, already seen yeah. one officer is already saying, "Hey, I was supposed to be on desk duty. All yeah. I did was spray the pepper." I didn't have a hand in the rest of it. I didn't turn off my camera. I'm I'm innocent. Mm -hmm. So what what I suspect you're going to see is him saying to the prosecutor, "Hey, let me testify. Let me off." Well, if if one attorney represented all of them, that wouldn't right. work. It sounds like that it would not be a good place to be as a defense attorney for any of these guys. It's going to be hard to disprove uh, what is on on film. And the fact that they lied about what happened on their statements. Uh, it is a complex situation that is not going to go away. And is, is going to cast a bunch of eyes on the DA's office and on the police chief uh, and how she handles this. But it seems to me that, as you pointed out before, that how this was handled from the get-go was a master class in how a DA should handle this. And But it has opened up the door you know, wide, as we said, for other things to trickle in. It's important, I think, to believe that, are to under, that these are all individual, separate incidents that will have different consequences, right? Yeah, and then now uh, where we think it was a master class, or I think it was, it's important to note that It was pretty swift and powerful. Yesterday, the Memphis, uh, it's is it the Memphis Police Association? One of those police associations 
uh, issued a statement yesterday saying that um, these officers' rights were infringed upon by firing them and charging them before the inv internal investigation was done. So there are some in law enforcement that are saying this has gone too quick. Well, I think it is important to point out again that with all the ugliness that surrounds this, how it was handled and all of the associated things involved in this case, it's important to not lay a, a disgrace thing on every cop in this city. And that would be a mistake uh, to, to just to assume that they're all bad cops and the MPD is a joke and a mess. That, that's just not, not, not right. And we need to uh, look at the issues and who's involved and who was not involved. So we, sh we just can't cast aspersions on everybody wearing no, I mean, you had, the uniform. You, you had Officer Red this week who, who was shot in the line of duty at the uh, Memphis Public Library. Yeah. The juxtaposition of, um, of let's look at how bad these cops are in this unit. And then oh, a week or two later, you've got an officer uh, shot in the line of yeah. duty. It seems like the community rallied around that. So yeah. that that gives me that gives me hope. The way that Memphis mm. has handled themselves, I'm proud of my home. Yeah, town. me too. They mm -hmm. have done awesome with it. It all the vultures came to town wanting to see uh, looting and street cars burning on and fire. fires. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because that that that's sexy and that sells and and we didn't do it. So that's a good kudos. Thing. All right, uh, 878-9420 is the phone number to call and ask, build a question regarding this, or importantly uh, as well, the your issues. And Bill will answer those questions. We'll get some more of this um, in a moment. Sid, will you flip uh, up to the stones first before Bonnie Raitt? Will do. Okay, here am uh, with Bill coming back in a sec to discuss more of your stuff and this um, these issues in general. Ask Lawyer Bill on this Thursday, various topics being discussed. The thrust of it so far has been the MPD and the issues that surround the Tyree Nichols case. As, as, as mentioned before, ad nauseum, many of these things lead to uh, fatigue in the news cycle. This one continues to bring surprises every day. So the fatigue locally likely has not hit that point yet. Uh, and as these people go to trial and such, it'll get only only bigger and deeper. So I guess <clears throat> that maybe um, our friend Toby, uh, that you've had on two podcasts, will join you again as this develops, so we can uh, get uh, get his 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 observations from his seat as a criminal attorney. In the meantime, eight seven eight nine four two zero. Other questions about stuff? Sid, go ahead. Sheila says, my son found out while he was deployed overseas he, that he had a three-year-old son he knew nothing about. The boy's mom was dating my son and her soon-to-be ex-husband around the time of conception. So she told the ex it was his since they already had one kid and they married and he didn't know he was the dad until my son found out three years ago as well. She let my son meet him and he was getting to know him as a family friend, in quotes, uh, until her new boyfriend decided he doesn't like it. So my what? question is, what rights does my son have at this point, and what steps does he need to take to gain some? Thanks, so Sheila. Jeez. 
<clears throat> I'm sorry. It's not funny, but it is. So, Sheila. Um, Way to handle your life. Oh, God. There, There's some issues there. Um, <laughs> the master but, of the understatement, Lawyer Bill. Basically, Sheila, what your son's going to need to do is leave the country file file a petition to establish paternity um and that's not a it's going to depend upon some factors from your story that i I wasn't able to glean uh if if she was married to this other guy that's going to be a different standard if they weren't um it's going to be something different here here's the bottom line your son this is not look Writing into a radio uh, program or a podcast is a great first step, but it is definitely something that your son needs to see an attorney with. Um, yeah. This you, He's mm-hmm. already lost the first three years of this kid's life. If he wants to be a part of this kid's life and be the dad, he needs to, he needs to do something post-haste. So as soon as... As soon as he gets off of active duty, he needs to do something. Now, he's protected while he's on, on active duty uh, under the uh, Soldier and Sailor's Relief Act. But what he, does that mean? He, well, so it, think about uh, the World War II. What would happen was you, you had all the, all the brave men going overseas to fight. And the rich, well-to-do stayed behind. So the bankers, lawyers, doctors stayed here in town. Well, as all these troops were out overseas fighting and dying on the beaches, the slimy lawyers and bankers were, were marrying these women that had been left behind. And these women, wow. would they would divorce their GI and marry the rich town doctor or whatever. Mm. Well, the, the military was like, hey, we're not going to get guys to come and fight for us if they know they're going to come home and be divorced and they didn't know about it so there there are laws put in place that say when you're on active military duty um, those types of legal actions are stayed against you so he's not going to be penalized for the three years that he was deployed and, and wasn't able to do anything but he needs to come back and do something quick that sounds like the right advice all right Sid what else all right this is a long one uh, and the, and these people are in Alabama so uh, she says, I have a question, yeah. a question about my 17-year-old stepson. He enlisted in the National Guard last fall. Both his father and mother signed him, signed for him to do this. My husband is the custodial parent. He's a junior in high school, will be 18 in March. The decision was prompted by a girlfriend he met last fall. He ended up moving in with the girlfriend and the parents. He has informed my husband that he needs to sign over custody to his mother so she can enroll him in a virtual Christian school because he wants to do virtual school. Of course, court has been threatened along with child support. My question is, uh, is the age of majority, uh, the Alabama age of majority is 19, but he has signed up and will attend boot camp in the summer. He's living with his girlfriend and her family. Both parents signed consent for him to be in the guard. So is he emancipated at 18 because he legally becomes part of the government? Thanks for your time. Have a wonderful day. Different state for starters. Yeah. Yeah, So in, in Alabama, I don't know. Uh, in Tennessee, what I can tell you is that, um, well, let's, let's use Mississippi. So Mississippi, the age majority is 21. Uh, it's got one of the highest ages for, for the age majority. Child support's paid until 21 in Mississippi. Um, it stops when the child is emancipated. So that is when 
the child is earning income on its own, is no longer a member of your household, has moved out, uh, they're supporting themselves, so on and so forth. So in, in Mississippi or Tennessee, when that kid turns 18 and begins his boot camp, he's going to be emancipated. Um, when he graduates high school and joins boot camp in, in Tennessee or Mississippi, he would be emancipated. So child support would stop. But, but it's, in Georgia, it's far, it, I don't know. I don't know in Alabama. Avo.com. Yeah, I, yeah, I would check explain out. that. So Avo, A-V-V-O dot com um, is, is kind of a database of attorneys. Uh, it used to be a lot better. Now it's you have to kind of dig through the ads like within Google. Um, but you can you can see attorneys, their experience level, how long they've been practicing. So I would look for somebody in that area. So you're going to go to avo.com and, and look up uh, family lawyer and, and find somebody down there that can talk with you. There you go. There's your answer, ma'am. And uh, best of luck to you and to your son. Um, anything else there on the list, Sid, of texts? Yes. Uh, yes. This one says, my aunt lives in a condo. The condo directly next to her had a broken pipe in December during the freeze and damage soaked through at the slab level and ruined her hardwood floors. Because the water was trapped under the wood, it wasn't discovered for two days. Neither her insurance or the neighbors are willing to cover the entire repair. I don't believe she should pay anything or involve her own insurance. She's panicking that her small savings will be extinguished. Should she seek representation or continue to jump through both insurance hoops? She's 75, and it's you know tough on her, obviously. Um, I, would, I would tell you on that. I mean, hardwood floors ain't cheap. Uh, and no. and if they were old and it's it's ruined it and it's gone through and she wasn't at fault, if her insurance isn't going to cover it, um, and this other party, then yeah, you take the you take the sue them all and let God sort them out approach, uh, because <laughs> you know you didn't do anything wrong, so you you you're going to sue them, the landlord, the neighbors, the people that installed the pipes, the insurance company. And the guy that was walking down the street looking at it happen. You're going to sue any and everybody that you can, knowing you're not at fault, and and somebody uh, hopefully will pay you some money. Now the the problem with that is obviously if you hire an attorney and go through all that, the attorney's the going to take a the attorney's going to take a third of, of what you yeah. cover. Um, but you know it's it's better than nothing, is what I what would say. What kind of law does this fall under? Uh, you're going to do like personal injury. Uh, somebody that, that does personal injury cases can do that. You can, they can contact our office and um, Scott can, can sit down and talk with them and see if it's a case that we would take and handle. Truly, it, it's a cost-benefit analysis kind of thing. So if, if her hardwood floors cost her $2,000 to replace, she probably doesn't need a lawyer. Mm -hmm. if, if it's going to be a $15,000 job, yeah. Let's 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 hire an attorney. All right, ma'am. There is mm. your answer. Uh, what a drag. Sorry for your troubles. Uh, what do you have left, Sid? Uh, that is it right now. Uh, okay. Thank you. Tech we, people we, can text we, though for next week eight seven eight nine four two zero. We've yeah, covered a, a, a great deal here. And and like like our other guy that said it, I'm looking for ideas for these podcasts. I have my own. I have I kind of have an idea of the direction I want to go, but if you've got a topic that you want us to explore for about an hour, uh, pop it on the Facebook page. Let me know, okay. and, and I'll look Very at good. it. Very good. 
this will, will be a an event that occurs weekly, as there are other things that will be coming up in the podcasting realm. But Bill has been first and will be on um, uh, with his podcast every week with attorneys and judges and whomever else he decides to, to uh, go with. So these should be fun and compelling and um, informative. So we look forward to that. Uh, in the meantime, thank you, sir. Have a good day. How do we contact you if we need some help? Yeah, you can uh, always get me uh, on the website at LawyerBill.com. At the office number seven six one five three five three, and we're all over social media. We will carry on with this, and when the next podcast is ready, it'll be uh, social media out, and we'll be telling you when and where to hear it. And that will be very soon as we uh, move along to other cases and keep our eye on the local cases. Uh, involving Tyree Nichols and the things that came off of that, which are many and varied. All that's coming up. Bill, thank you. We'll see you next week. Drake Digital with Drake West and Sid in the morning and the afternoon. Hear all the shows at drakehallmemphis.com. Some things we want to get to, some quick hitters on a few of these stories. One of them uh, involves the young man that... um, kind of quieted a nation during a football game on a Monday night um, when he was hit, cardiac arrest, was brought back to life. That would be DeMar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills. Um, Some stories have come out. One of the big questions that surrounded that event was would he ever play football again? Um, His doctors made a statement yesterday, I guarantee you that DeMar will play pro football again. Again, says a doctor from the NFLPA. Don't you want to ask him, do you really want to do this again? Well, if you're snake bit, do you want to get back in and uh, play with snakes? Uh, It was a really unique situation, uh, how he was hit and the timing of it. Uh, But he, uh, his, his uh, life was saved. His brain power was saved at 24 years old. Do you want to walk away or do you want to go back into the action? His recovery, the doc says, has been remarkable, but any talk about his future is up to him and his family. So the doc says he is cleared to play eventually, but do he want to? Uh, That's the thing, and I don't know that if I had been through what he's been through. The other thing is that when they, um, he had some kind of an ongoing situation where he uh, he was funding some stuff up in Buffalo and had a foundation mm-hmm. and they were asking for some money and hoped to get a, a million bucks. They have nine million dollars. I remember when it was up to eight. God, yeah, that's wonderful. That's, that's just fantastic. Uh, Would, in the world mm-hmm. of entertainment and the news and the movies, of all the leaders out there, uh, if they can be called leaders, and some people consider themselves to be great leaders, when in fact they are narcissistic sociopaths that think they're leaders. Um, You can look at some of the big names like Bill Gates and Elon Musk, Jeff Zuckerberg, who in fact with uh, Meta, which is uh, Facebook and all of his stuff, has bounced back pretty healthily from the losses they suffered last year. Uh, There's one guy who is obviously on top of the heap when you look at people who 
are called in to do a job and they do it. And this happens more and more all the time. Uh, at Zoom, they're going to fire over a thousand people. They overstaffed, they get cocky about it, and the Zoom thing was a big deal during the COVID peak. And uh, so that has gotten overstaffed and they're going to cut people loose. The Disney company, which is one of the biggest operations in, I guess, the world, uh, a man named Bob Iger was the CEO of that outfit at least twice, and he uh, stepped away both times. Well, uh, things got out of control. And they brought Iger back in to fix it. There are three different tentacles to that operation. One is the theme parks. One is Disney Plus um, and Disney on the television. There's ESPN uh, slash ABC. So there are three different moving parts there that Iger was called in to regroup. Disney television lost a bunch of uh, subscribers last year. I think just personally that there's there's too much that's going on on that network. There it's just it, it just got a little bit out of control. Hmm. So Iger was brought in to organize this and to fix it. So it's uh, announced today that they will cut 7,000 jobs from their workforce and cut five and a half billion with a B in costs, uh, three billion in content savings. Content, I assume, would mean things that they are producing uh, for Disney yeah. television. So they are not considering selling ESPN as was discussed. But ESPN has hacked away at their staff for the past two years and cut out a lot of stuff. Uh, so Iger uh, took this by the horns and uh, has to restructure the entire operation from theme parks to TV to uh, ESPN and so on. And so this is, a, is the kind of guy that he probably doesn't enjoy having to fire all these people. No. But uh, it was um, not tended to properly when he was gone and they brought him back. And so he is charged with fixing this and saving a bunch of money. So that one is in the news. Uh, the the uh, Zoom cut 1,300 employees. So that's going to be a oh, biggie. Wow. With uh, Disney uh, announcing uh, the cutting of their content comes the adjacent piece about new movies coming from Disney. It says <laughs> the Mouse House is not letting go of their prized properties, Frozen or Toy Story, anytime soon. There are plans for more sequels to those franchises. Those which are makes huge. you wonder, um, yeah, but how many times can you do Toy Story? Um, There's so many uh, characters, though, you could you could just do around the different characters. I mean, not that well, I want to. It just I mean, seems a contradiction um, in, you know, you know what he, what he just, just said, said about you know, cutting stuff. Now, sure, Frozen yeah. was a gigantic deal. It came out first in uh, 2013 to a massive response. Frozen 2 in uh, 2019 made a billion four worldwide. Golly. So um, Toy Story was an 85, an immediate I classic. I cannot believe. I, can't, I love that movie. I can't believe they're both that old. And uh, Toy God. Story 4 in 2019 continued and grossed over a billion dollars. So those are pretty guaranteed 
yeah. successes for that franchise, and they will continue. Some will, and some won't. The past couple of weeks, we've talked about about various movies that seem just kind of silly and over the top. Cocaine Bear was one. It looks absurd, but it's based upon a true story of a bear that found some bundles of cocaine that were dropped out of a plane, and he ate most of it. And it killed him, of course. But, Horrible. God. But the movie trailer is you just go, oh my God. Yesterday, there was Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. <laughs> a little bit over the top and yeah. stupid, but people will go see it. Then today, I find this headline. The devil is back, and he's killing nuns and priests in a new what? film called Consecration. Okay. Hello. Um, the guy that did the film Black Death, I don't know what it is, um, uh, but Consecration contends it's difficult sometimes to distinguish between the two, God and the devil, and is this blasphemous? It will offend people, which is why you do stuff like this, to offend people and, yep. and get attention. Uh, uh, so it's, there's, there's more about it, but it goes on and on and on. It's, uh, and the plot and God, devil and, um, ugliness. So that sounds pretty weird. Uh, this proclamation, which has already been discussed here and elsewhere from Barry Diller. This gentleman is the one that, um, ran, um, uh, Paramount, uh, which was, I guess Fox was part of that. And he's been around for a long time. And he made a he did an interview yesterday. Uh, the Oscars have been in a shocking decline for years. From plummeting ratings, um, the issues over the um, inclusion of blacks and Asians and women and so forth in all levels of the movie industry. So... Uh, plus the way that movies are handled now. Some go to the big screen for two weeks and then go to Netflix or to HBO Max. Some don't go to the big screen at all. Like the uh, current film, You People, that had big-name stars that went right to Netflix. Mm. So he says in the headline, the Oscars are over and the movie business is finished. Pretty strong <laughs> words. Uh, yeah. But he calls the Oscars... And, and the current Hollywood scene uh, and antiquity and says that the sky is falling on the film business and that the entire thing is dead. Um, some of the blame can be laid on ticket prices, which are going to go up with AMC theaters, not with Malco. Right. And they're, they're just scrambling to make money. And so he says this whole thing is over with. There are too many places to see movies and TV shows. And the theaters and the Hollywood, all the glimmer and glitz and glamour is, it's over. Um, some of these big name stars cannot open movies anymore, like Tom Hanks, like George Clooney. Everything has changed. There's too many choices. And that's why he says this um, whole mess is done. Uh, James Corden, who was extremely hot on his late night show for uh, how long? 12 years, maybe. Uh, he is, it's the Late Late Show, which followed Letterman, I guess, for a while. 
It was Craig Ferguson for a bit. Oh, um, yeah. And then um, they brought in James Corden. And he turned that uh, carpool car that that thing that uh, with 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 the stars in the car with him mm-hmm. and they all sang along. He had everybody from Rod Stewart to Adele to you name it. They were on it. Uh, Paul McCartney, and that made him a big star. But he seems to have worn out his welcome with CBS. Plus, he wants to do other things. He's done some film. He does theater and things like that. So, so that that show launched in 2015. I just looked it up. And yeah, they wow. are going to shut that down, and it'll be replaced with something that doesn't cost them as much money to do his show. Um, Sixty million bucks a year is that right? Um, it'll be a new quiz show, a game show called hmm. At Midnight. Okay. Uh, the game. Uh, this show ran before on Comedy Central until 2017. It's being uh, pulled out of the dusty shelves and remade because it's cheap. Yeah. And so that's why they will be doing that. There are so many uh, games. There, there was a thing that I didn't uh, d- didn't really uh, care about or understand. An AI-generated uh, Seinfeld parody show that was running 24-7 on Twitch. I'm not sure what Twitch... I, there's too much of this stuff. So it has been suspended after being on for about two weeks uh, because of some transphobic lines that were offensive to some people was their supposition. Because everybody is on pins and needles about outrage and who's being, who's being offended and God almighty, it never stops. On Monday, they pulled it. Hmm. Because in the context of the dialogue, uh, um, they likened being trans to having a mental illness, along with some other lines that were um, likely sarcastic, but were not taken that way. So it's been pulled off for two weeks. Everybody's apologizing and stepping and fetching. And so uh, if you were into that, it is gone for the time being and may come back. Uh because uh, it just this just goes on and on and on. Um, there's one story here that is worthy of note too, since the um, uh, the influx of all the people trying to emulate the AI, the CP, whatever the GP, whatever the hell it is thing, um, which seems to have some issues that have been brought up the past couple of weeks. Um, it can do things when you ask it questions about you know writing something or. Um, a congressman had it write a speech mm-hmm. that he delivered on the on, on the uh, floor, and no one knew that it was written by this AI bot. <laughs> um, so, um, but everybody and their mother uh, that who is competing with this company has jumped in to try to catch up. Um, Google's Bard is one of the new things, and they brought it out to show it off. Um, the launch event was earlier this week. Well, it didn't go great because the bard gave the wrong answer to a question. (laughs) Now, remember, this this is a little machine that is being fed information. I mean, you know, volumes of stuff. Yeah. And uh, somebody messed up. 
The question was, what new discoveries from the James Webb Space uh, Telescope can I tell my nine-year-old about, was the question. Uh, the bar's uh, answer was uh, that James Webb took the very first pictures of a planet outside of our own system, up there with the planets and stars and stuff. Mm. That was incorrect. Oh, I wouldn't know Wrong. That. Eh. The first image was done by the European Southern Observatory and their scope in 2004. So um, he was busted oops. on that, back to the drawing board for this little robot. So that wasn't very cool. Uh, so Gosh, the stories every day is something else about technology and the growth and or the cutting of thousands of jobs from all these people that overreacted, hired too many people, and they now cannot support it. So that is one to watch every day and mm -hmm. it continues to affect the stock market and the nasdaq and all that stuff that is tech heavy so uh, those things are just nuts um a book coming out sid had this yesterday and i didn't get to it uh there are some generations of people that have no idea about barbara streisand which is unfortunate because she's one of the best I guess she she was she began her career in the 60s. She had a hit called People. And then she was in various hit films, Barefoot in the Park. Um, a huge star with a huge ego who toured and played and did some theater and did some film. And now she doesn't work at all. She's in her mid-late 70s. But she's written her life story. Is that correct? Yes, and I think she's 80, um, but this is, apparently she's been asked and asked and asked forever to write this or to write something like this, and it's 1,040 pages. It's called Jesus. My Name is Barbara, and it just tells her story in her own words, it says, and it's, it's hitting stores November 7th, uh, 2023. It's You can pre-order it now, but it's coming out November 7th. So she's 80, and I, I'm just, the last time she did anything of a public nature, I don't know when it's been. I mean, she doesn't tour anymore. She's very private um, with her life. She's also, uh, she was going to be on with Jimmy Kimmel. They asked her on the show. Oh. Mm -hmm. And, um, but she has always insisted. She was on with Oprah, I think, and people like that. She insists upon being shot from one side of her face, and she will not. So she turned down. She she asked them, or told them, that she would do it if the camera were on what she thinks is her good her, side. Oh, the, huh. And they said, no. And then she said, F you. I won't do <laughs> it. Well, um, the, so that's the, a little bit weird, uh, but she, but uh, she's always been um, a bit demanding in that way, insisting hmm. upon having certain filters on a camera to make her look better. Um, I guess hey, it was who doesn't Oprah. Need that I'm raising my hand. Well, everyone does, <laughs> uh, but some people would agree and some would not. So Kimmel and them said, "Okay, eat it, just eat it by." Yeah. So well, but she needs some promo for this book. Because, I mean, anybody under 50 has no idea who she is, is my guess. 
but and she's they, an and and an incredible singer. She had um, some moments in film. A Star Is Born, probably her uh, biggest and most you know well known work, um, and a bunch of other things. But she hasn't done much much recording or much performing in a long time. So at eighty years old, it's time for your. You know, for your book, so go, Barbara. Go. The, and, and I might be wrong on the eighty. I have to look it up again. But the the description is it says it's frank, funny, opinionated, and charming. Recounts her early struggles to become an actress, eventually turning to singing to earn a living, then recording some of her acclaimed albums. The years of effort involved in making Yentl, her direction of The Prince of Tides, her friendships with people uh, like Marlon yes. Brando, Madeline Albright, her political advocacy, and her. Fulfillment she's found in her marriage to James Brolin, which I always forget she's married to him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Prince so. of Tides, was, um, um, Yentl caused a lot of controversy for her. Um, she I played a young Jewish boy, and there were uh, issues around that. I don't recall what the real point was, but um, it wasn't that, that well-received. Uh, the Prince of Tides is one of those books that is a classic for all time. Uh, uh, Pat, Pat Conroy's book, that's one of the few books that's that I've right. read twice. Um, it is a remarkable work. And Nick Nolte and Streisand were the stars. I thought, as did many folks, that they were miscast. In the movie, she played um, the therapist that helped that character uh, but the book was um, just an incredible and personal piece of work that Pat Conroy worked on for a long time. And the movie, it was too Hollywoodized, and I thought it sucked because the book was so remarkable, which is why you hear it's it's really hard to take a classic book mm -hmm. and make the film equal to that greatness. There are some that have done it. To Kill a Mockingbird is one of those. How um, And that's even though it left out about half the book. Yeah. Um, but it was still a fantastic film that carried the emotional power of the book. Um, there are others that have done that, but not that many. But Prince of Tides is an all-time incredible read about the South and about... It's, it's, a, it's a long and involved thing about families and dysfunction, and that kind of thing. But they took Streisand and Nick Nolte and um, turned it into, uh, I think, it, the, they kind of missed the point. It was turned into more of a romance film, and uh, enough with that crap already. Yeah. But that was a long time ago, too. So it'll be mm -hmm. fun to see what, and but, but boy, can she sing. She has done some, some oh, beautiful yeah. work. So we'll see how all of that goes. Um. There's other stories here, but we're running. Uh, I wanted to mention this, though, because people talk about their health and uh, encourage us to bring up these these stories. Uh, the the uh, headline is a little bit misleading as to what is in the body of the story. Opinion, it says. Nancy Pelosi's uh, diet tells us about America's love of ultra-processed foods. We discuss this all the time, and I think as somebody who is getting older, and it doesn't matter what your age is, 
Um, there are a couple of ways to stay healthy and to stay a bit youthful in your appearance and to just remain intact. Mm -hmm. And those things are diet and exercise. And there's a great uh, tug of war going on in America. And, you know, there's, you know, one story that you'll see or one show about healthy eating because eating bad food causes cancer and diabetes and heart issues, and uh, it's an ongoing problem. On the other hand, you watch the TV and these fast food places, Taco Bell, McDonald's, Arby's, whomever, um, and not to, I mean, as long as people will, will keep eating it, they'll keep making it, and they'll mm -hmm. advertise the crap out of it. Um, so Pelosi is brought up, I guess, as the figurehead for bad eating. Every day for lunch, she eats a hot dog with mustard and relish. Every day? Every That's day. Awful. Uh, <laughs> so the basic part of the story, a whopping 58% of adults, daily calories, and 7 in 10 kids, daily calories, come from ultra-processed food, uh. according to a cancer epidemiologist his name is fang fang zhang no nice name there, okay <laughs> fang fang zhang Holmes. when you reach for that them uh, doritos uh do you realize what you're indulging in an ultra processed snack and they just go on to mention and explain what ultra processed means if you cannot make it in your home kitchen it's likely ultra processed it is a category of junk food that is produced industrially, and it's nothing like anything healthy that your mom or your grandmom used to make for you. Yeah. They are made to look delicious on the TV, and in fact, they taste good. And on occasion, it's cool to, you know, dabble in a, you know, chili dog from, from, from you know, let's say Sonic. Um but I don't uh, do that anymore. Uh -uh. Uh, it, it's this stuff is all full of added sugar, and these foods that are that are processed that way are addictive, yeah. like cigarettes, and yeah. people cannot stuff, or they just can't stop cramming this stuff in their face. So they're they're just you know pointing out here the consequences of these foods. And look around you um, at the shape that some people are in. They did an evaluation of about 197,000 people in the UK from 06 to 2010 and found that the processed, or that these bad foods, um, uh, people were just eating them. That was the main source of their intake. But they mess up your body and your brain. And you wonder why you feel like crap all the time and your brain is all cloudy, it's because you're eating this shit all the time, and it's not good for you. Um, I People don't listen, I don't think, to any of this stuff. Some do and some don't. Yeah. I would say that, that, that now more than ever, people listen to some of these stories, and they back off. Uh, but as long as they can make uh, that you know Big Mac look so good on TV, mm -hmm. it ain't going to stop. I know. And, and then they create other stuff. But I don't... And, but the older you get, you have to listen to some of it because I can't even, I've learned the hard way that I can't even have, and this is not ultra processed, this is like decent, okay stuff to have time and time again, peanut butter. 
I don't think my stomach likes me to have peanut butter anymore because it bothers me when I do. And then broccoli, I've learned, I have to steam it. It can't be half cooked or else I have stomach problems for 24 hours. It sucks. And it's broccoli. Everybody has their (laughs) own things, I guess. I mean, broccoli is one of the best things you can eat. Um, I eat it raw. And I guess that one of the things that some people that are vegan and such uh, always, uh, they kind of... They, they just kind of push the theory that that eating raw is healthy. And there are some people that eat nothing but raw vegetables and or raw fish, like, you know, sushi and stuff. Yeah. And so that's the point is, um, uh, I guess we all have things that we just can't handle. I know that as time goes by, eating spicy food will really mess up your guts. Oh, I never could anyway. But Thank God. I'm going to eat it anyway. But um, <laughs> but um, it, it's just one more little you know little uh, guidepost as to a reminder that if you want to stay healthy and stay functional, I mean, there's there are so many you know downsides to eating all this garbage uh, that it's cancer and diabetes and heart mm-hmm. disease. Yep. This yeah. stuff just d- doesn't just pop up out of nowhere. Um, it's because of what what you're putting in your guts. It's the old cliche, and the older you get, you also realize that all the things you've heard like that your your entire life, suddenly it makes sense. You yeah, are what you true. eat is one of those things. And mm-hmm. it's a fact. What you're putting in your gut is making your body do stuff, either good or bad. So not to preach, but it, I'm telling you, as somebody who um, has changed entirely how I mean, we still eat, you know, we make, make our pizza here. Uh, my wife makes oh, it, and it's, it. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's fantastic. Love we it. haven't had, had pizza from any place in a long, long time. She yeah. makes it here. Um, I'm going to have a hamburger every now and then. That's, that's, just, that's just the way it is. Uh, but um, it's kind of a treat to do that because, you know, during the week when I have to get up, and you do at a, at, you know, at an ungodly hour, mm-hmm. you feel so much better when the night before you've eaten something that is, that is proper and is good for you. Yeah. But if you live on this crap all the time, uh, it's going to bring you down. There's just no way around it. So anyway, there you go. That is just some more opining from, from us peoples here. In the meantime, we're going to play some songs. You have a fun day out there in the real world. I'm going to go to see my friend Alan at Alan's Automotive, Whitehaven, South Haven area. Phone number for Alan to make an appointment to get your car worked on. 332-3279. My truck is due for an oil change and tire rotation and whatever else he's going to do to it. Uh, But if you have issues, you can't put them off forever. So work on that and... um, Take care of your cars and trucks, and Alan will help you do just that.